John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Theme tune time. Let's go, John. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. I told you there's no way I'm singing. Come on. John and Sam in Japan. John and Sam in Japan. Yeah. John and Sam in Japan. Never gonna happen. And put your clothes back on, it's just weird. Ah, never! John and Sam in Japan, the international comedy podcast. Welcome to the show. He is John. And he is Sam. And this is John and Sam in Japan. The international comedy podcast. I don't, I, I, do I say that? There you're right, you're good. Right. <laughs> just had a mind fart. <laughs> Heavy night last night, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, a, a glimpse into your future, undoubtedly. Yes. <laughs> Alzheimer's, here we come. So what's been going on with you then? Uh, it's been a... Um, I feel like I quite often say it's been a normal week. I live a life of a celebrity podcaster, obviously. <laughs> no, I, I had something I wanted to tell you. Uh, yeah, I wanted to tell you. What do you think is a reasonable number of eggs to have in your fridge? 12? Yeah. So... I, I remember a while ago, I'm, I was talking about I had like a, a a ridiculous amount of onions. Yeah. So my house seems to like just, <laughs> things come in bulk. So how many <laughs> eggs do you think I've got in my fridge right now? Baker's dozen. 13. Oh, uh, is that not 144? No, I think it's 13. Oh, is it? All right, well, that's shit. Because that would be like really just one more than you think would be normal. <laughs> right. Uh, I thought I was, thought it was 12 and 12. Right. Learn something new every day. I thought a baker's dozen was like a dozen plus one in case there was a cock up. Oh, right. I mean, oh, he's Googling it. I, I can uh... see him Googling. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope know. I'm right. Yeah, you are right, yeah. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> okay. Why is it called a baker's um, dozen? Yeah, well, I, mean, I think I just said, but is it not? Is that, is that why? Uh, it says, the tale behind its origin is that a medieval law specified the weight of bread loaves and any baker who supplied less to a customer was in for dire punishment, so they used to use an extra egg. Oh, right. There so there go. you go. Learn something new every day. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So you've got more than more than 13, more than 13, but less than 144. <laughs> that is exactly right. <laughs> Nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, I currently, I currently have 40 eggs in my fridge. Right. Are you going to give yeah. them to someone else, or are you going to try and... Well, I t- yeah, I'm going to have to do something. Or we'll just rice. have a lot of pancakes. Yeah, om rice yeah, and om rice. In Japan, the uh, boxes of eggs comes in come in twelve. Uh, sorry, come in tens, not twelves. That's they? why it's forty. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I can't because there are so many. I counted just to double check. I didn't want to <laughs> be. <laughs> and then after I found those eggs, I found I was opening a drawer in our bathroom and I found a massive bag of toothbrushes how many you how many unused toothbrushes do you think would be a reasonable number to have in preparation 10 for guests i i've got the bag here i haven't counted it yet i'm going to count out now the toothbrushes so uh, i'll podcast, try to do it quickly podcasting gold this <laughs> <laughs> accounting with john and sam <laughs> counting toothbrushes four but it's, it's insane. Five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'm doing this as fast as I can, listener. <laughs> Ten. <laughs> Eleven. <laughs> Twelve. 
13, 14, 15, 16, 17. There are 17 unused toothbrushes <laughs> in my house. What is going on? Is this the clip that we're going to send to the podcast awards to nominate our show yeah. for us? A- <laughs> well, just in case it is, let's just ask them directly. Can we have an award, please? <laughs> <laughs> so what's she gone for? For, go- for guests or... Yeah, I don't know. I think she's just like a hoarder. Right. I think, well... <laughs> I said hoarder. <laughs> yeah. My <laughs> missus has got loads of toothbrushes in a bag. It must be just something that Japanese women do. Yeah, I don't know. I'll ask her later. I haven't actually asked her about it yet. Are any of them from but... love hotels? <laughs> <laughs> um, if they are, they're well past their use-by date. <laughs> yeah. The old-style horsehair. <laughs> Ivory handle. Mm. <laughs> um... <laughs> I've started using that charcoal stuff to brush my teeth because I was heard that it was supposed to be good for cleaning your teeth and it, it does feel quite good but it is absolutely foul just rubbing your charcoal on your in your mouth so hang on well, I do, you've said that like this is something we've talked about before <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's, a, it's a new thing isn't it that you know uh, people used to use charcoal to brush the teeth and charcoal is really good for getting rid of stains on your teeth and stuff so, right. uh, so I bought this tub of charcoal powder that, that is specifically for brushing your teeth so it's supposed to have a mint aftertaste it doesn't it just tastes like fucking mud <laughs> <laughs> um, and it makes an absolute mess of the sink it's basically like cement you just <laughs> putting cement in your mouth and then uh, spitting it out but it does it does work but then after you know reading all the the bump about why it's good for your teeth and that so I've been doing it for about I don't know a month maybe i've not even got a third of the tub done uh, and then i read a different article saying don't do it because it just rubs all the enamel off your teeth and it's really bad for you <laughs> which is why all the people in the oh. medieval times used to have no fucking teeth <laughs> well that's what i was gonna say when you said people used to use it i was like yeah, well people weren't renowned for having amazing teeth no so uh, there's there, there's American people laughing at the idea that as British men we even do anything to take care of our teeth. Well, no, true. <laughs> I I I drink black coffee, so my teeth probably aren't the colour they should be. But one time, uh, about a year ago or so, two years maybe, I was teaching, and the I can't remember why, but I flashed my teeth at a a group of students who are about 12 years old to uh, indicate white and then one of the girls sat right at the front when it, she said it in Japanese but she said they're not white they're yellow <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh well <laughs> thank you very much <laughs> so uh, this fascinating insight into the dental industry <laughs> I know I know I feel like we're growing as a podcast <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's on today's show uh, well we have a packed show uh, we have did we did we talk about what you wanted to talk about yeah that was the <laughs> the toothbrush of the eggs yeah. that was it alright oh, okay yeah yeah that was it so believe it or not listener John and I have a one minute or two minute meeting before we start the podcast and I told John I had something I wanted to talk about that was quite Something interesting. And... I want my money back. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can only apologise. <laughs> That's how I got out of bed to fucking count toothbrushes. <laughs> yeah, when you put it like that, it doesn't. It doesn't make it seem like it's the uh, the most <laughs> intriguing. Maybe maybe I won't put that bit in the trailer. <laughs> 
But anyway, on with today's show. <laughs> yeah, we have a packed show. We've got Culture Corner, which explains about Thanksgiving uh, with Matt Perkins. We have a confessional interview with a special guest. We have the burning question uh, and lots more. But of course, first, this. This is JNSNJ News. Time for the news. John, what have you got for me? Um, So this is from the Daily Mirror uh, in the UK, and it says, Co-worker divides opinion with reaction to overhearing conversation on a night out. So Okay. I like this premise. Yeah. So, well, it's pretty awful, actually. Three men were fired after a colleague overheard their disturbing conversation at work's drinks. Oh, yeah. Because when you go out, you've got to be careful because it's still, you're still at work, really, aren't you? Yeah. Madge from accounting isn't going to be liking your your evil porno stories. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So what do you think they were doing? So uh, what were they doing or what were they talking about? Yeah, well, what are they talking about? So it says a woman who overheard her co-workers talking on a night out says she feels terrible after reporting the conversation leading to all three men being fired. She feels terrible about it, so... Yeah, so it... she grasped them up and then she feels terrible. Right, so it can't be really, really bad, otherwise she wouldn't feel terrible. So something that's a bit bad... Uh... I'm going to say... <laughs> this probably... Uh, highlight something that's a bit bad in my house. Dribbling wee on the floor of the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> what? So, <laughs> I'm just, I mean, not on purpose. <laughs> so you think that she grasped up three men she worked with for pissing on the floor <laughs> on a night out, and then they got fired? <laughs> no, hang on. I want to... I'd like to <laughs> retract my initial statement. <laughs> um, so I'll just say, it says, a woman overheard her co-workers talking on a night out. So she organised Friday night drinks, 20 of them headed out and everyone was having a good time. When the woman was on her way back from the toilet, she overheard one of her colleagues talking around the corner and she says, perhaps I shouldn't have eavesdropped, but curiosity got the best of me and I did. So she then overheard the three of them doing what? Saying what do you think? Say ah, uh, saying who was the most beautiful woman in the office, or rating yeah. the women who worked there. Yeah, perfect. So uh, <sighs> referred to as a hot list, ranking every woman in the department based on their looks from best to worst. And this woman, what was her name? She was bottom of the list, so grasped them up. <laughs> well, so this is it. So she says, "I was upset and disturbed." So yesterday morning, I tell HR, and they state that they have a zero tolerance policy for stuff like this all three men were fired first thing in this morning and now i feel terrible i hated the way they were talking about women but i didn't think they should be fired with that said we work for a large company and i know that they take complaints like this seriously so deep down i suppose i knew it was a possibility when i complained right she added no one in the office knows she was the one to report them but she has heard her colleagues referring to the person who told hr as a snitch Um, (laughs) So after posting about it online, she asked for advice on whether or not she'd done the right thing. <laughs> Wonder what the internet says. Do you want to take a guess? <laughs> uh, uh, actually, my guess would be that the internet is quite divided because there's people who fall in two camps here. I think those camps are male and female. <laughs> yeah. Well, you said you said um, she must have been low down on the list. So when others suggested that she complained because she was low on the list, she replied to say that she actually had placed quite high on the list and she wasn't upset by her placement, but she was just simply <laughs> offended they were making the list in the first place. Ah. One one internet 
uh, writer opinion was uh, maybe if men if more men got fired for doing stupid shit like this then they'll stop sexualizing their co-workers and behaving inappropriately in the office another one said so you ran to HR about guys making a hot list when they're all hanging out off the clock at a bar having drinks are you fucking serious <laughs> somebody else said so you've never talked with your girlfriends about how hot guys are etc you're a fucking hypocrite and then the last person said, you went from zero to 100 on this. You're an absolute asshole." <laughs> so uh, what's, your, what's your opinion? Wow, this is an extremely dangerous ter- territory. Well, the, the internet poll they did, 84% of people said she shouldn't have involved HR and 16% of people said yes, uh, they were being inappropriate, so that's fine. I, I think it's difficult to actually tell from, if <laughs> being slightly serious for a moment, put my serious hat um, it's slightly hard to tell from this article. It depends how they were discussing it, probably. If you're saying, oh, you know, if you're being light about it, I fancy Jane more than Jill, then I think yeah. you're probably okay. But if you're using slightly cruder language, then probably... Uh, the... <laughs> well, the fact that she had to eavesdrop in on a private conversation, for me, means she's well out of order. It's got nothing to do with her. They weren't putting it out on the internet. They were just having a chat and, uh, you know, Jesus Christ, if people overheard everything that got said, then everybody would <laughs> well, be locked up. The outtakes from this show, for example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Coming soon to the bloopers edition yeah, Christmas. Yeah, yeah. But can you imagine being fired and then going for a new job? It's like, why'd you get fired? Uh, my co-worker overheard me rating the women in the office. Oh. <laughs> Could be hard to get another job, isn't it? You said you said that they were making a hot list in the office. I think that I think that ranking in the office is is pretty bad, but it certainly isn't as bad as wanking. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> the, uh, that actually makes me. Just yesterday, uh, uh, one of my friends, uh, who shall remain nameless, he told me that uh, a student teacher has just been kind of removed from his school. Because he was trying to access the school Wi-Fi uh, to look at an S&M website oh. 46, 46 times. So, Are they sure it wasn't m and <laughs> No. <laughs> so this, uh, this guy, he said, you know, he'd been looking at it on his computer at home the night before. And obviously he'd not closed Google down. And so it just kept refreshing, trying to click oh, to no. it. Uh, and then <laughs> oh, I saw... No. I saw a picture of the guy on Facebook. My friend found him on Facebook and showed us a picture of him. And um, all I'll say is I wouldn't want my kids anywhere near him. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be fair, these days, S&M at school, I'm not, condo- I'm not condoning it, but there are a lot of people... <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> but there are a lot of people suggesting that we should bring back the cane. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but you don't want people to have a direction while you're doing it. <laughs> That was J&S-N-J News. Welcome one and all to Culture Corner. It's the corner. You can learn a lot about different cultures, but not corners. Learn while having fun in Culture Corner It's a corner Words, phrases, metaphors You'll soon know the score 
find out what they mean with a culture corner team. The first Thanksgiving, Plymouth, England, 1620. A group of religious stalwarts is boarding a timidly named ship bound for the New World. They didn't much care for the Church of England, started by that turkey-leg-waving philanderer Henry VIII. God in his majesty expected better of his children, and when these Puritans had worn out their welcome with the generous Dutch at Leiden, they tightened the buckles on their brimmed flower-pot hats and set sail for the unknown. They weren't three days from dry land when the kids started bitching about how cold it was and how they missed salad. Master Archibald must have asked Father twenty-seven times in a row, Aren't we there yet? Until he was dangled over the side by an ankle. Thou shalt not get there, shouldst thee not closeth thine prayer hole, Archie. After nine arduous weeks of dyspepsia-engendered porridge farts and petty bickering, they at last spotted land. It was business as usual with the Wampanoag fishing party, until the strange walking tin cans with peculiar walking sticks appeared from behind the dunes. One of the braves watched the odd creatures from just out of sight. He could not understand why they took down entire trees rather than just branches to sustain growth, and why were they pitching camp by the slow-moving section of the stream where the elk always passed their solids? Did these beings feed on such matter? Nothing but trees as far as the eye can see, yet they decide on thatched roofs, guaranteed to leak and invite vermin. It's as though they intended to have to resort to cannibalism, allegedly. Cholera, typhus, and prune thumb claimed many that first unforgiving winter. Some called it the first colonial cemetery. Others quietly considered it a late-night delicatessen. Before they completely lost the script and went ashes to ashes, a Pohatan warrior named Samoset broke the ice in coming to help. There was some back and forth about his being named after a county in the west of England, but an awkward silence ensued as a breeze fluttered his loincloth. He didn't appear to be as cold as they'd assumed. Things very nearly took a lethal turn when Samoset brought Chief of the Wampanoag to Plymouth. Entirely misreading the situation, Governor John Carver slid index finger gingerly into his mouth. Samoset leapt into damage control, urging tomahawks and rifles to be lowered. White lied that that was just how Englishmen rolled. No harm, no foul. The chief and the governor signed a pact of friendship. The Mayflower set sail for England that spring to recruit more settlers. It was getting a little inbreedy here, and they needed to broaden the gene pool. That summer's harvest was bountiful, so they invited the Wampanoags over for supper. The governor clinked his pewter cup and weighed in with a convoluted self-serving excuse for the finger-sucking incident three weeks ago. Oh my god, couldn't he just drop it? Everyone thought, turning their heads, trying to drown him out. The warriors were introduced to beer and hard cider. It became clear to Massasoit's men that while their fire sticks were loud and intimidating, they could wipe out half of them in the time it takes to reload. Just saying. As the years wore on, more and more pale faces came ashore with ever-widening demands upon the tribe's finite resources. In 1863, Abraham Lincoln designated the fourth Thursday in November Thanksgiving. Cold comfort to the Indians, as we see to Shining saw to it that they were boxed out of the best parts of their own lands. The End
Okay, so you said at the start of the show, Sam, that we had a special guest uh, interview or something. So what's that about? Yes. So <laughs> last week, so I think it was last week, uh, my son, Noah, he's just seven, seven years old, he became. He likes a joke. So he put in my bedroom uh, the other night, he put two alarm clocks in my bedroom. One of them went off at three o'clock <laughs> in the morning. He hid it under my oh. pillow. <laughs> and then the other one he hid in the drawer next to my bed it went off at five o'clock in the morning oh <laughs> that deserves a beating ah i mean so what would you have done in that situation what would you have done so the first one goes Checking. off at three o'clock you read you, you i thought it was my phone i was like well you know you're kind of all <laughs> yeah what day of the week is it it was thinking it was like on a monday night it was before i was no 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 see what no i think it was a sunday night right so he's going to school on monday he's going to school it was sun, last sunday night yeah so right. he was going to school i had monday off so it wasn't as bad as it could have been so he so i wake up at three o'clock there's an alarm going off under the pillow next to my pillow what what did you do at that stage? Uh, well, just go wake him up, but then he's going to be tired for school, isn't he? So yeah. smash up his toys. <laughs> so then the three <laughs> o'clock one, I thought, like, he woke, uh, woke me up and I was like, oh, you little... <laughs> I can't say it, but it begins with P and it ends with Rick. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then, yeah, at 5am, the other one go, went off. I sort of knew where it was going to be. I don't know. I had like a sixth sense that it was going to be in the drawer. So I got to that one pretty quickly. But it did occur to me to go and uh, wake him up. But I thought I just wanted to go back to sleep more than anything. Like the the thought of having to stay awake any longer was uh, too much. So anyway, so after that, on Monday, when I picked him up from school, as we pulled in uh, to the house in the car, I confronted him about it. And uh, I recorded it on my phone's voice recorder. So I want to play that for you now. <laughs> nice. <laughs> See what the little P Rick has got to say for himself. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to ask you something. What? Something interesting happened last night. What? So I was sleeping. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What? Oh, okay. What? Right. Yeah. And then... I was sleeping. I went to bed about eleven. Yeah. And then, why are you laughing? <laughs> oh, why are you laughing for? Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> you're talking. Right. So I was saying, why are you hiding your face? <laughs> okay. Okay. Tell me now. Well, do you know what happened? No. You don't know. No. Oh. So. What? It was. What? I went to bed at about 11 or so. Yeah. And then at 3 o'clock in the morning, yeah. an alarm clock went off under the pillow, <laughs> ringing and ringing and ringing. Yeah. I thought it was my telephone. I couldn't find it. Didn't know what's happening. Yeah. Do you know anything about that? And at 5 o'clock did another alarm. Yes, it did, exactly. And at 5 o'clock. Yes. <laughs> and I found that one in the drawer next oh. to the bed. <laughs> so my question is, Mister, what? who did that then? Me. It was you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I right. did it. So what do you think I should do to you then? I don't know. Do you think I should get my own back and do some trick to you? 
Well, we can do that. I've decided what I'm going to do what? now. Yeah. If you do that one again with the alarm clock. Yeah. At three o'clock. Yeah. Five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I'm going to wake you up at the same time. Yeah. And take you downstairs <laughs> and make you do a spelling test. <laughs> All right. Oh. So it's a really good joke, but. Oh, next year I can't not do the clock one. I'm going to do a different one. What are you going to do? Well, I'm telling you, Why you not? have to find out tonight. I don't want to find out tonight. I don't want any more tricks. Ah, <laughs> uh, I think that'll be good. When, when I woke up at three o'clock and five o'clock, how how do you think I was feeling? What surprised? Yeah, surprised and what? A bit grumpy, wasn't I? <laughs> Why? Why? Because I woke up at three o'clock and five o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> right. But just remember this. What? I'm going to get my own back on you, boyo. Oh. You're in big trouble now. Oh, no. You need to keep looking over your shoulder because I'm coming for you. <laughs> Yo, Johnny McBee and Samuel T. Two Prince took a shit over a cup of tea. Probably a spot of milk and a crumpet, please. But there's someone else cooking in the kitchen. Could someone answer the burning question? Time for the burning question. Uh, today's burning question was... <laughs> Man, I can't remember. <laughs> it's annoying because I always take the piss out of you. For... Listener, this is... Uh, for the listener who's listening to this, usually we kind of record it all in one take. This is There's been a 15-minute break between... Uh, this, but Sam's batteries died on his uh, recorder, <laughs> and in the first recording, he couldn't remember what the burning question was, and now, two beers later, <laughs> yeah. he still can't remember what the... And it's a question about uh, mispronouncing things. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, it is. It's... Does that jog your memory? <laughs> yeah, it is, yes. De- deja vu, indeed. <laughs> oh, veja du, veja du, as they say. <laughs> Time for the burning question. This week's burning question is, what's the worst time what's the worst thing you what's the worst occasion that you've ever no hang on i've got it what's the worst slip of the tongue you've ever made (laughs) what no round of applause (laughs) so what what's what has been your worst slip of the tongue that's That's what we said on facebook and twitter there we go says a man who's probably reading it off a screen i am doing yeah (laughs) (laughs) did uh did anyone get in touch yeah so uh sam uh, a fellow comedian got in touch on facebook and he said uh i'm a car salesman i was selling a car to a guy with a speech impediment due to an ear accident he had when he was young he was a big guy and he said he was in lots of fights uh in high school because people made fun of his speech impediment Anyway, as I was doing the maths for the price of his vehicle, he would say the answer before I was finished doing the calculations on paper. He was really fast at doing maths. So I said, wow, dude, you're a rain man. And his face changed and he got really serious and he said, what? Uh, I said, oh, I didn't want to offend him. So I said, oh, never mind. And he said, no, what did you say? And I said, dude, never mind. Then his face seemed very angry and he said, what did you say? Uh, So I sheepishly said, "Uh, you're a rain man. And then a smile broke out on his face and he replied, I can't make it rain. I feel like, phew, that's gone right over his head. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it sounds like he got quite lucky with that one. He actually got uh, in touch with two stories. The second was, I arrived at work early and had to use the restroom. The door to the men's room was open because the door stop on the door prevented the door from closing. The food court had just opened and no one was around except for a woman looking for her kid. 
So I went in the into the men's room, but I did not close the door. Now, is it just me, or does it sound like this open door is going to cause him some problems later on in this story? He said, while I was doing what I do, the woman popped her head in looking for her kid. She saw me at the urinal and immediately popped out. When I exited the men's room, she saw me and said that the door should have been closed, and I told her that it was no problem and that I was okay. But she, she would not let it go. She kept on saying that it should have been closed. Uh, I told her it was okay, I'm not offended. And then under my breath, I said... It's not anything you've never seen before. And I left thinking I'd said it quietly and that she did not hear. Well, <laughs> as you may have guessed, as you may have guessed, listener, she definitely did hear. <laughs> he continues, uh, I was in my office working and then she storms in. Uh, she'd heard the shit that I'd said, lol, and was demanding the contact info from my manager. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Does anyone get the feeling that she uh, may have grasped up her work colleagues uh, oh, earlier on in the show? She sounds like a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave her my manager's contact information and then she stormed out. Lots of storming. An hour later, her husband shows up. <laughs> um, I explained the situation and that I did not mean for her to hear what I had said and apologised. And he was like, man... She's a pain in the ass anyway. Don't worry about <laughs> it. As soon as we get back to the US, I'm going to leave her anyway. Oh, good. A bit of solidarity <laughs> from the males. That's what we like. <laughs> yeah. Good. She sounds like a right cow. <laughs> but the husband said, but if you see her, just tell her that I cussed you out. Okay. <laughs> we shook hands. <laughs> we shook hands and I went back to business. Oh, Phew. good. <laughs> That's what we like. So... It's nice because both stories had a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> How about you? Have you uh, have you ever mispronounced a word? Uh, yeah, well, recently I was teaching um, some Year 7s biology. And we were talking about bacteria. And bacteria have something called a flagellum, which is like a little tail that sticks out the back that they use for swimming and stuff. And for some strange reason, as I was talking about it, I just said the word flangellum, which <laughs> they kind of laughed and repeated some of them didn't understand uh and then i corrected myself and said it was flagellum uh but even still on the test a few of them about three of them wrote the word flangellum so right <laughs> so on that test on the test when they wrote flangellum did you mark it correct or no, incorrect? of course i of course i gave them the point uh but i did go i, I was at pains <laughs> to say it's flagellum yeah no i don't think Just anybody hope that, uh... Yeah, no Ofsted inspectors were watching. (laughs) (laughs) And I hope they're not listening. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, they won't be. (laughs) I might... Let's at at them uh, on the next Twitter, uh, at Uh, Ofsted. (laughs) How about for you? Yeah. I'm not sure if I've told this story in the podcast before. Apologies if I have. A while ago when I was teaching, we had a very small kids' class, and it's called, uh, in in Japanese, a small kids' class is called a chibiko class. Uh, and I went out and I said, oh, it's time. I wanted to say it's time for the kids class. But what I said was it's time for the chickabee class, which, of course, translates, <laughs> which, of course, translates into it's time for the nipple class. <laughs> so, How did you get out of that one? Did you uh, did you say to the parents, I think it's breast that we move on? <laughs> Your 
And that's all for today's show. That just leaves me to say thanks to everyone who was involved. Thanks to Matt Perkins in Culture Corner for enlightening us about the history of Thanksgiving. Thanks to my very special guest Noah for his very honest and frank confession. But most of all, thanks to you, the lovely listener. Yeah, I think we're time for a little short plug. So if uh, if any of our listeners want to see Sam in real life, where can they find you apart from turning up at your house? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, some of you are welcome to turn up at my house, <laughs> but most of you probably aren't, to be honest. No. Um, but also, oh yeah, I'm performing. There's a show, The Perfect Liars Club. It's an amazing show. It's kind of like a. Well, we did it. We talked about it on the show before. I think yeah, episode I've done three, it. Christian Brew. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's like an I interrogation show. I won it too. Yeah, yeah, I was a perfect liar previously. Yeah. I'm doing it again. It'll be the December the 6th, uh, Saturday. No, yes, yeah, Saturday night in Tokyo. Uh, there's a few tickets still available so get down the website Perfect Lies Club uh, and then if you do come down make sure you come over and say hello is it at the Good Heavens oh yeah Good Heavens Bar in Shimokitazawa best bar in Japan alright uh, <laughs> yes. and then uh, next episode's burning question so oh, well after yesterday I went out with my friends to watch football and um, one of my friends unfortunately has been made single after a long time so he's heartbroken and he's decided He's going to just re-enjoy life again by acting like, in his words, a rock star, which involved all sorts of insane behaviour yesterday. So uh, the birdie question is, what is the most rock star behaviour you or your friend has been party to? <laughs> I feel as like a sort of innately boring man that I'm not going to be able to bring very much to this party. Well, no, <clears throat> I've, got, um, I've got one for me and you, which, I mean, you probably don't remember this, but uh, you were definitely involved in. So I'll let you try and remember I what can't that is. That. Yeah, it was quite a while ago, to be fair, before pre-kids, <laughs> pre-marriage, yes. when I had hair and you had legs that worked properly. <laughs> when you used to be able to play football before you had hip operations like an old man. <laughs> so just to reiterate, the burning question is, what's the most rock and roll thing you've ever done or your friend's ever done? All right, well, is there anything else? No, I think that's all. All right, catch, catch you later. later. It is time to go, that's the end of the show. If you liked it, write a review. Five stars or F you. And if you want to get in touch, we'd like that very much. Send a tape of your comedy, not a tape, just an mp3. Send us some comedy or a song that is funny. Send us your favourite bit. But we don't want your dick pics. It is time to go. That's the end of the show. Tell your friends and your family. Or even the people you're married. You should join in. Answer the burning question Send a new story Preferably something we can find about We're on the social media sites Facebook and Twitter day and night It's John and Sam in Japan at gmail.com And if you do this then maybe, just maybe Sam will put his clothes back on John and Sam in Japan The International Comedy Podcast